Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. Rams Nation, welcome back. This is Bear Motter of Rams Podcast, but this is Locked On Rams. And I got our special guest, as always, on the Friday edition, and I guess it's Victory Friday. That's right. I got my man James Kroger from Rams Podcast. James, welcome back. Thanks for joining me. Uh, we just got done watching the game. Instant reaction, 41-39. Uh, <laughs> heart, heart pounding. <laughs> we just kept trying to give that game away. Your instant reaction on all that? Well, Bear, I actually started off feeling really strong about how we were doing, and then once we got into the third quarter, second half, I started getting pretty worried, as you just pretty, mentioned. So, pretty nervous. Uh, it was kind of an emotional roller coaster. It was. The announcers kept saying over and over again, we've been doing this Thursday night football for 100 and something games, and this is probably the wildest up and down, yeah. most points scored. Uh, and it was, man. It, right off the bat, from the beginning of the game, Roby Coleman with the picks, almost pick six. All you fantasy people out there were like, get it, yeah, get it, yeah. Um, but yeah, right off the bat, first pass, boom, takes it, almost all the way house. Todd Gurley punches it in 12 seconds into the game, and we're up 7 nothing. Yeah, it's almost like we had the ball to start the half. I barely cracked my beer before we were in the end yeah, zone. and it was immediately exciting. And, you know, Todd Gurley ended up with two touchdowns in the first quarter alone. And then, and we all know three overall in the, in the first half. So um, Two rushing, one receiving. Todd Gurley, again, has an amazing game. Uh, this was an issue uh, last year. We just felt like he wasn't getting enough touches. I said in my podcast yesterday that I was hoping that he'd get somewhere in the 20 to 22. I think he ended up with 28 uh, carries for 113 yards or so, and then another five or six catches, five mm-hmm. catches, for about 35 yards and a touchdown. So uh, that's over 30 touches for Gurley, and I like that. I think that's where we need to live, especially with Goff developing. Your thoughts overall on how Goff played today? Well, Goff did amazing for coming back to his hometown. He grew up a 49ers fan. Uh, just in the first half alone, he was 11 for 16, 137 yards, <clears throat> and a touchdown. And what I really liked about the way Goff played is he was able to uh, go to his checks. He wasn't staring at his first intention, his first wide receiver down the field the whole time. He was looking off and checking down to Gurley a lot. Yeah, that so had I was to be really a, excited to see his, him make that adjustment. That had to be a big focus in uh, practice this week for sure, and you can tell that it paid off. Yeah, and absolutely. On top of that, I really liked how him and Woods connected immediately. It was pretty clear early on they had two somewhat long passes together, and that it was clear that they were on the same page. And he, he utilized his other tools, uh, as we saw with, with Watkins' stats. Definitely, and like you said, uh, Woods, who had a really bummer of a game, I called him out almost all week on this podcast saying that he had to pick it up. Well, well he listened. Yeah, he must have been tuned in. <laughs> Thanks for subscribing, Robert Woods. Um, but he, right out the gate, you could tell, and, and those catches weren't easy. One, Goff rolled out to the right, threw it about you know 20 yards downfield. Uh, he had to make an adjustment in the air and fight for the ball, and he got it. Uh, another one later in the game when he, he caught a ball and took a huge hit, which they ended up flagging on the play. Uh, but he held on to the ball, popped right back up, and was back in the huddle. So, so he had a point to prove in this game, and man, did he ever. 
Yeah, and kind of back to golf and some things that I noticed about him too, as far as making adjustments. Um, halfway through the game, I saw that you know early on he was stepping back when he was getting rushed. Yeah, um, and we saw that he learned through halftime to step back into that pocket, and it, and it, it rewarded him. Definitely, he's got to be able to trust those. Um, you know, trust his protection. Todd Gurley had a, a two or three really key blitz pickups, uh, which allowed Goff to stay in there and deliver that ball on time or or with the power that he wanted to. But you're right, earlier in the game, as the blitz came in his face, he was kind of fading back away. And those are always scary throws. You start fading away, leave yeah. it up there a little bit. That's got pick six written all over it. But again, this game, he just took care of the ball. 22 of 28 for the game. Um, he ended up having 148 passer rating. Uh, 292 passing yards. I mean, holy crap, James. We got an offense, yeah, dude. two touchdowns, and it statistically was the best game of his career so far. Yeah. So uh, really happy to see that note. Another uh, stat that I love here over Goff's season as we're kind of looking at him growing as in a whole, uh, seven for seven in the red zone with five touchdowns mm. as far as scoring drives. So um, got to love that. When we get in, we got to convert. Uh, we did struggle a little bit when we were on the one-yard line. It seemed to be a tough place for us today with yeah, Todd Gurley. We hold us back there. For you times. fantasy owners, at that point, he already had three touchdowns. So either you were playing him and like, don't let him get in. <laughs> or uh, you're, you had him on your team and you're going, how do you not get in from the one? Or you're um, like you last year and had him on your team last year, uh, but not this year. Man, you know how many like daydreams back to last year that I really was hoping this is what <laughs> I was getting when I drafted him like number two overall in every league? And this year, he went by me twice, and I was like, nah, I just don't want to jinx him. So yeah. you're welcome, uh, Rams fans. I pass on him. That's why he's doing well. So speaking of on the one-yard line there, and we were struggling with Gurley to get it in, I love this play call on third down from McVay, and that's what we're getting that's so different from last year as we talk about we finally have this offense is throughout the game, you see these really creative play callings where it sets up our players for position to really win the one-on-one matchup. And what he did here is, Right before that, we did two runs right in the, to nowhere in the line, right? But the play right before that, we brought Woods in motion, and he used him as a blocker. Did the same play back-to-back. So these Niners who you know, are sitting here going, man, they've run it three, four, five times in a row down here. They're running the same formation. Goff takes one step back, looks to the left, throws to Watkins, who him and Cooper Cup were both on slants in, and it really just didn't allow the defense to cover both men. Wide open for Watkins. That was his first touchdown as a Ram, and and that was just the beginning of his day. Yeah, and it was exciting. And the best part about that play is Goff did a great job of making the effort of looking the opposite way. Right. Turned around and and threw it to Watkins. So he had the defense, you know, possibly looking at his eyes. Just for that split second. Yeah. It was perfect timing on Goff's behalf. And a great adjustment as far as where he's looking. Can't be upset with any of that. Our offense, I mean, I just can't just talk about it enough. I mean, as we're doing even predictions – uh, both here and on Rams podcast, and I'm like maybe like 20 points, yeah. you know. The over under for the game was 40, which I did go to mybookie.ag and lose money on that. Uh, <laughs> I went with the under, uh, so yeah, <laughs> sorry guys I, for the tips on for the hot tip on that one. Um, I didn't help with my with my tweet. Uh, I was I was bad advising on Twitter as well. Yeah, it was. I, you just don't say it, but now we know. Now we know that we've got an offense that we can expect on the one thing that has been letting us down. Is our defense, man, defense, gave yep. up so many points. Every time we're, we're up 14 a couple times in this game, late in the third and fourth quarter, and you're going, all right, we're back up 14. That's going to be enough to cruise this one on into Victory Town. <laughs> and, no, they just kept you know, giving up the big play, which we haven't done much. I mean, obviously the last game we got eaten up on the ground 
Um, but this time they were giving up some big plays down the sidelines and, and you know for big chunks and and again we're talking Brian Hoyer. They made Brian Hoyer look pretty damn good today. I know, and especially like you mentioned towards the end of the game, it almost seemed like this defense was a little fatigued. Like they were tired. They weren't running as fast. Uh, Tremaine was getting burnt a little bit more often, and we see Ogletree running up up and down the field. So you know it looked like they weren't able to to hang with this hard pounding. Uh, 49 I can't believe I'm saying this. It's yeah. Town 49ers. Offense, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Well, and, you know, I mean, we did lose Joyner uh, early in the game. He did not return. Hopefully that's nothing too serious. So uh, an already kind of depleted secondary really had to step up and, and uh, really just kind of weather this storm of this massive offensive onthrot from the, from the 49ers, which we did not see coming. Um, both teams, both the Rams and the Niners, had over 400 yards of offense. Passing for the Niners, they ended up with 308 in the air. Uh, good news, only 111 or 113 yards rushing. So we did, we did uh, get better there. But it yeah. was like uh, it was almost like week, it was it? like you know at the beginning they, they they had some big gashes of eight, ten yards, which were kind of scary. Um, but you could tell Wade Phillips was not going to get beaten on the ground. They were going to make Brian Hoyer beat us. And he, he played as best as he could. He had uh, some things go his way. They got that onside kick late, which I, sorry, I almost threatened to throw my phone at your TV. Uh, I just, I was just, it was collapsing in front and it was scary. But again, obviously we were able to hold off, but that defense has got so many question marks circled on it. And, uh, but one thing that was circled near the end was Aaron Donald capping off that victory with a sack. That was pretty fun to watch. What do you think about his performance today? Well, you know, it's kind of similar to last game where you didn't really see the effect of having him having him in the game uh, early on. But man, w- w- he was there for us when it when it counted, and we really that really saved the game for us. So yeah, and the, you gotta love seeing it. Uh, Brockers had another huge game. I think in the first half he had two tackles behind the line of scrimmage. I'm not sure what he ended up with. But the thing about Aaron Donald, whether he's making those big plays as far as the sacks or the tackles, is you gotta account for him. And uh, you could see him, you know, kind of breaking through the line and making disruption on that front half. Uh, he ended up with three tackles, two solo, um, that sack at the end, which counts as a tackle for loss. But, um, you know, it's a quiet stat line for something, a guy that's doing a lot of work. I mean, he had uh, two QB hits. One of them they called as a personal foul. It's a yeah. little questionable. At first, when I first saw it, I was like, dang it, AD, we got to be smart there. But then when I saw it, you know, they kind of said he, they, he drove him into the ground, but... He kind of wrapped and just finished the tackle, so that that was questionable. But again, uh, defense overall. Yeah. Brent, bend but don't break. But whoo, we almost broke. Yeah. One thing about Aaron Donald, McVay said before the game that he was not going to hold him back at all. I mean, even though he played sixty eight percent, sixty eight percent of the snaps against the Redskins, um, McVay said he's he's very much going to be out there this whole game. There's going to be no restrictions. So he got that playing time. Uh, full playing time, I guess, uh, opportunity again this this game. So and it was good, and we needed him, man, because we needed every ounce of effort on defense. Ogletree again, uh, you know, he's out there making plays, he's flying left and right. But you know, at some point, I feel like the offensive coordinator was like, "All right, who are we gonna go to here? Okay, who's who's uh, Ogletree Garden? Yep, yeah. let's go there." Yeah, uh, it just seemed like they were kind of picking them uh, apart across the middle. Uh, Mark Barron, as we're kind of going down the line here, talking about guys had a great game. Had a huge tackle near the end of the game that they had a perfect screen set up, 
and might have actually probably saved that game. He's such a hard hitter. He like when he comes at you, it's like a train, and it's it's scary. And you know it's him. He's got, he's got those dreads hitting. Exactly. Back, so. He's got that you know that cornerback number at the linebacker position, yeah. and uh, he hits so hard. I mean, you look at him and you look at his size and stature, and you're like, yeah, you're you're, you're a big dude. But you don't think like linebacker off the bat, you know. But man, when you see him come flying down and laying the hammer and making those big plays like he did there uh, at the end, making that tackle, we needed it. Another thing that was huge for us was how we were able to turn the ball over. Um, I think we ended up with three turnovers. Um, I know Roby Coleman had two himself. I think we added one more uh, a little bit later. Nope, as I'm looking here, we had two turnovers. Um, But... What a great game by him. He got picked on last week on the Redskins, uh, so it was nice to see him bounce back alongside of Woods on the offense end. So we hit the practice hard this week, and it showed, man. So as we're kind of going across, we're jumping a little bit back and forth here because I think we're just so excited about this rapid recap of the Rams' victory of the 49ers. Um, But let's talk about a couple other players and see kind of your instant reaction to this. We'll dive deeper into this um, going into next week. We get James back on Monday, whether you like it or not, buddy. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, so a couple guys I want to talk about. Um, Tavon Austin, thoughts on him. Obviously uh, had that muff punt. He had another one that almost was a muff punt. Uh, He had a... He, he had a struggle of a game at the beginning. He had a couple end of rounds. One, we thought he finally got in the end zone. They reviewed it. His knee was down. Uh, I saw a lot of a lot of hate on Twitter uh, towards Tavon. I don't blame him. He, he was making mistakes. He's, he's not there making plays, and we're paying him a lot of money. Yeah. But your thoughts on Tavon? Uh, how would you grade this game? He's, he's definitely struggle, struggling. Um, you know, we see that play where he goes in motion all the time. I think this was one of the first times I actually gave it to him when he almost got that touchdown. So it was good to see that he did, did get the ball, but I believe last game he only got one target um, for maybe around five yards. So he's really not getting that playing time. So when you think about some of the sloppiness that we're seeing as far as, you know, those muffed punts um, and, you know, not quite getting over the line, <clears throat> it's – you almost can't blame him in a sense because he's not getting any opportunity to, to prove himself. You know, you can't base it solely off of one play per game almost. Yeah, definitely. He did have three carries for 14 yards, including the one little eight-yard scamper towards the end zone. Uh, he did not register a catch. Uh, so, like you said, he's not really being worked into the offense on that portion yet as, mm-hmm. far, as, uh, run, as far as receiving goes. Uh, we did have Malcolm Brown out, so they used Tavon as their backup runner there, and he lined up in the backfield a couple times even where he didn't get the ball. Um, but you're right. He's got to find a, a role on this team. We kind of thought it would be punt returns. Uh, obviously, I think I don't think they're going to make a move or anything at this point, but uh, he's got to really stand out and start, start pitching in. But I, it was good to see him at least finally get some room on the outside and get towards the end zone. I would really like to see him score because I'm rooting for the guy. He's on our team. We're paying him a bunch of money. You want him to do well. You know, I don't want to – at this point, he's ours. We're not going to cut him at this point, so yeah. I'd like to see him produce. Um, so what did you think of when we saw Carrier line up for fullback because it seemed like McVay's really mixing up this offense, and moves like that kind of had stuck out to both. I don't know if he's, he's ran with a fullback yet this season – let alone using a tight end. Yeah, definitely uh, did catch that. Uh, our new pickup, well, I guess not, you know, new, newish, you know, yeah. right before the season newish. started, newest member. Um, they used him as a fullback a couple times. Uh, I think he did get a catch earlier in the game, and he made a couple plays last week. But, 
Yeah, McVeigh is using the whole roster. They said it as well on the defensive side. I think we dressed 28 players or 26 players on defense. And at one point, the announcer said everyone has been has made a appearance on the defense side of the ball, not just in special teams. So same goes for the offense. If you're on the team, you better be ready to go in and make a contribution. Well, speaking of making contributions, we talked about Gurley in the beginning. Um, let's talk about how he was able to step up and massively stop some of these linebackers coming in. I think I saw three plays where Gurley just had some major blocks and kept Goff, allowed Goff to uh, have some more time behind the line. Definitely. He's, uh, he's pitching in every part of this game right now, and he should. He, he, had, a, he had a rough season last year. Mm-hmm. Um, we mentioned this as we followed along during Rams' podcast in the offseason and kind of, kind of paying attention to him. Um, he seemed extra focused. Even in camp, he seemed uh, just had a new energy to him. Yeah. Obviously, with getting an offensive-minded coach in and kind of uh, with you know hearing all that noise in L.A. And, and hearing how bad he produced last year, I think he had a big chip on his shoulder, and he's ready to do it in any form or fashion. We can tell because now he's really getting involved in the passing game, but also, like you said, in the, the blocking scheme is important because a young quarterback, especially as you mentioned, he was fading away with the pressure in his face. Tiger said, "Hey man, I got you, bro. Step up. I'm gonna come here and I'm gonna I'm gonna get this guy." And he did it, like you said, three or four times. So you gotta love that from your star running back. He's gonna stick his nose in there and, and make a block. Totally. So who would have thought that the Rams within three games would have the first three games of the season would have two games over 40 points already? It's I mean, isn't that amazing? I mean, I saw something on Twitter that basically said uh, it. 11 games last year, we didn't score over 13 points, Jeez. and now two games. Out of three, we've dropped 40. So, so we had three major offensive performances uh, today. Um, you know, who are you most surprised by? Goff having the best game of his career, Gurley's uh, major contributions here, or Watkins finally getting some, some love? I think I'm going to have to go Watkins finally getting some love. I mean, Gurley's shown kind of the, the projection that he's on this season, which is so exciting because he broke 100 yards finally! Hey. Give a little clap for that. Over 100 yards. Um, even though I'm picking Watkins here, I just re-got excited about how great Todd Gurley's doing. Um, I'm going to have to say Sammy Watkins because we make this big trade for him. Uh, obviously, as we mentioned about Tavon, really falling fast out of that top wide receiver role. Uh, we needed someone to really fill that in. And we had the guy. We just really weren't using him as much. Mm-hmm. And that catch, man, that catch that Goff just threw a bomb like out of the picture for like four seconds great throw too great throw threw it to the left hash uh made him go get it but that adjustment like that willie mays over the shoulder Mm -hmm. he found it on the right side tracked it back to the left made the catch took the hit uh it was really great to see and then even on some of these slants when you saw him pick up you know it was like an eight yard ten yard pass and he gave him space to work with and you saw how shifty is and get up the field Uh, the only thing i'm a little bit worried about is on his second touchdown uh, he did go over to the sideline. They said they were checking uh, him for concussion. He did not return to the ball game. Uh, we don't have word on that. Obviously, the game just ended a few minutes ago, so it'll be interesting to see how that develops. Hopefully, you know it was just a little little headache, and uh, <laughs> he'll get. You know, we've now. You know, when you have the short week to have this game, now you get the extra couple days of rest as our next game will be Sunday in Dallas. So hopefully, those extra couple days. Uh, hopefully it's nothing serious. We got a couple banged up guys. Brockers at, at one point was limping off the field. So uh, I mentioned this earlier. The health of our team has been so exciting, and it, you just see it kind of piece by piece. You just hope 
that everyone's kind of dinged up yeah. after a rough game because that was a physical game, dude. It really was, and we will be sure to always keep you guys updated uh, via Twitter at Rams Podcast. So check it out on those injury updates day to day as soon as we hear them. My man over here, plug, plug, plug. <laughs> that's, why, that's why I love him. Good man, good man. He's a good co-host right there. Um, no, and he's right. You know, we're all, we were all over Twitter earlier in the game. I got a little distracted near the end because it was so intense. I, could, I was like, I can't even tweet right now. I can't, <laughs> can't even, even tweet. tweet. This is too much. Um, but man, I mean, I've just got so much energy. I'm just, I could feel like I could go run a 5K right now. Yeah, yeah. I was um, pretty jacked after that emotional uh, stress we we went through. I mean, we felt. With, with the offensive production on our side, it was so easy to feel so confident in the beginning. And then I didn't believe that this situation would happen towards the end. And it was pretty shocking. And after that after that onside kick, that's oh. when, that was when the most stressful part of the game, to be honest. Oh, my gosh. I mean, we stop them on the two-point conversion. Uh, and you're thinking, that's it. You know, we yeah. got it. And then, you know, because it's before the two-minute warning, there was still even a little bit of question, are they going to kick it deep and use some of the timeouts? Or are they going to go onside kick? Obviously, they lined up, did it. Well, they only had one timeout at that point, so... Yeah, it was one timeout and the two-minute warning, so yeah, they would have been a little sketchy when they got some some time back if they could stop. But man, they did the right call, they went for it, they got it, and Heart Attackville entered entered, uh, my my (laughs) chest, and thankfully, we made it out alive. There was a little bit of a questionable offensive pass interference. Mm. Uh, I'm not going to write the league about it, I'll tell you that. (laughs) But um, yeah, he he got called for a push-off was huge for us because they picked up a first down going into the Rams side of the field, ended up backing them up into a third and 20, didn't get anything, and then a fourth and 20. We all know where that happened. AD, our man, it was it was just oh, it was so awesome to see just this number 99 kind of peel off the quarterback off the ground and just get up. And Well, the play before that, you just said, man, a sack would be just so money right now. Yeah. And it happened. Well, called it. <laughs> um, yeah, we, we needed it, man, because – this is this is such a big win for us in many ways. Obviously, getting that monkey off our back of beating the 49ers. We mentioned earlier in the last 22 games that they've had, they've only had three victories, all of them which came against us, the Rams. So yeah. it was nice to be able to go beat them. Not only that, first road game of the year and we win. That tells you something about a team when you can fight on the road like that come home with a victory i would love to be a fly on the wall in that locker room to hear mcveigh's speech after because i mean i'm pumped right now i can't imagine the motion that they're going through right now i wonder who's gonna get that game ball and that win in the division you know the reason we said the under on the 40 points was the way that the seahawks performed against struggled against the 49ers i know the seahawks offense isn't that great this year but the fact that they struggled so much against them i didn't think the rams were going to come in and get 41 points to be honest with you so it makes me feel good confident when we do face the seahawks in two weeks you know, that is a really good point. Like you mentioned, I mean, the Seahawks struggled, um, you know, mightily against them last week. and But then again, the Seahawks also held them to like nine points. So uh, hopefully our defense can, yeah. can watch some Seattle defense film yeah. and uh, get ready to kind of hit up next week. Because we got Dallas next week, uh, which we'll talk about later in the week here. But uh, while you said game balls a second ago, um, let's do game balls today. Okay. You, let's do uh, let's do offense, defense. Everyone picks, picks a side. You let's get, do it. Okay, so you get... Why don't you jump? You're the guest. Why don't you start first? Pick your offensive and your defensive game balls. So I think the obvious game ball goes to Todd Gurley, but I'm going to save it and give it to Jared Goff because he played the best game of his career on the road in his hometown in San Francisco. He grew up a 49ers fan, like we mentioned. So this was a big game for him. Um, we call know, that the play-action game ball. I want to give it to Todd Gurley, but not. Yeah, Here's I want to Jared to Goff. And touchdown. <laughs> uh, you know, 292 yards, two touchdowns, 145.8 uh, passer rating, so um, that's who gets my game ball. Nice, that's a good game ball. And on the defense side of the ball, 
that is going to go to Coleman. All right. Uh, because started off the game, totally changed the tempo in our favor yep. in the beginning, and that play was just huge. First play of the game, just really put a stamp uh, and made a statement with that. So he's he's getting my ball. Yeah, and I got to give him credit because we give all this uh, beef on the you know defense gave up a bunch, which they did. Doesn't change the fact that they they kind of got eaten alive through the air this time. Uh, but you're right. When we needed to make a play, he made it right out the gate. Mm-hmm. You know, five seconds into the game, our defense was making a play. So if they can get a little bit more consistent on that and kind of get that throughout the game, and but he got a fumble recovery, and then he got the fumble recovery as well. So two turnover, uh, two turnovers for him was uh, pretty good stuff. So not a bad game ball there. Thank you. Uh, all right, I'll give this uh, whole game ball thing a game ball yeah, thing a go. See what you have. Um, you know what? It's hard not to. I thought you were going to go right off the bat with Gurley. I figured um, you'd give yeah, it Yeah, I appreciate you saving <laughs> it for me. Uh, but I, I'm going to have to go Todd Gurley. I mentioned it early, earlier, 28 hey, carries. Uh, finally breaks 100 yards. I feel like let's just clap again for over 100 all yards. All right, everybody gets I mean, well, Todd Gurley gets the clap because, I mean, it's been so many games since he's broken 100 yards, mm-hmm. and uh, it's got to feel good for him to get over that, so... Um, three touchdowns, two on the ground, one in the air. Probably should have had another Almost one. Four, maybe Almost five. four, yeah. Oh, could have been five. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, but it's just good to see him get in the end zone, start to build confidence. Um, I saw something on Twitter as as I was scrolling, and it said that last year Todd Gurley had six touchdowns in sixty four quarters of play. This year he's got six touchdowns in ten quarters. Nice. So uh, gotta give love to that man. It's exciting seeing that guy get going. So. Uh, you get Bears game ball. Now we're going to slide over the defense. Uh, you took the obvious pick. You know, that's, that's... I don't know. I, I, thought, I think I took the second obvious pick. Oh, really? Okay. I'm going to go a little bit different. Um, I'm going to go with my man, Brockers. Uh, he just had... He, he set the tone for what was positive for us up at, uh, on the front line. Uh, he had a, a couple tackles in the backfield. He had a couple other plays where he was in the backfield and disturbing. Uh, he did get a little banged up at the end of the game. But I got to go, uh, you know, that D-line who really made a focus this week to not give up, you know, 9 million yards on the ground. They still got gashed at times, but him and Aaron Donald up front really were able to kind of uh, put that at bay at point, especially where they made Hoyer be the guy that beat him. So I'm going to have to go uh, Mr. Brockers. All right. So Who was your obvious pick? Because I feel I like I didn't pick it. I thought you would go Donald for that last sack at the end. I did. You know what I mean? Like, that was the emotional game ball. I was like, you know what? Emotionally, that's probably my <laughs> that's game ball. emotion. Yeah. But um, for overall this gameplay. This is business. Yeah, this is business, man. These are game balls. <laughs> the real, we have four of them here. So Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, now what do we do with these balls? Yeah. On social media, we'll let you know where to pick them up soon. Yeah. Yeah, guys. Send us your address, uh, <laughs> Gurley and Goff. Everyone send your addresses in. We'll send our, get that game ball. Yeah, we'll send our game balls out. Well, James, I really appreciate you coming on the show. You get the show's game ball today, bud. Oh, I appreciate thanks, yeah, man. Thanks, I appreciate man. it. Yeah. Let me know when I picked that up, too. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, no, always having a pleasure um, having you on Locked on Rams. Guys, we're going to jump over pretty soon to Rams Podcast and put one up as well. So if you haven't checked out, we just put one up a couple days ago. So go, go give that a listen. Uh, this is going to be going up daily. This is our Friday edition. It's the last one of the week. I'm going to finish it with a pro football focus a uh, little mention here. Again, I say this every time, but uh, give us a comment on Lockdown Rams iTunes. Put your Twitter handle there, and you're going to be entered to win a Pro Football Focus subscription. They're pretty awesome. 
if you had it, you probably would have known to start Todd Gurley today. Uh, and if you didn't start Todd Gurley, what are you doing, man? Uh, yeah, you should have him on your team to say that. Yes, come on. So uh, thanks, as always, is joining us. We will be back. Well, I'll be back. I guess I'll bring James back. Might as well. He's doing pretty good. Thanks. Uh, Lockdown Rams will be back on Monday. So until next time, Rams Nation, peace. peace. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash catalyst.